It's the My Michelle Live podcast. Looking for the God story and news of the day. My Michelle Live news and views. Here's Michelle. Live. Yeah, we're the podcast that looks at issues of the day, whatever it may be, whatever uh, news, uh, health issues, entertainment, sports. We look for something deeper. Isn't that what we're all really, really searching for? Is there some kind of meaning in all of this? In our world, things have gotten crazy. The issues that are facing our children in schools, from school shootings to critical race theory and math, well, you know, that's subjective, which I'm going to tell you, I am not a math person. I would love that in school. Bring it. Awesome. As a parent, maybe not so much. Then with COVID and everyone being on lockdown, parents did something that they never thought they could do. They started homeschooling their kids. As a prior homeschooling parent, I'm going to tell you, it's awesome. In fact, you might even say it rocks. And I have with us Garrick Hampton. He is the director and editor of a film that you may want to see if you choose to homeschool, if you don't choose to homeschool, if or if you're just curious about this phenomenon, it's called Schoolhouse Rocked. And want to welcome you. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me on, Michelle. It's a really fun t- thing to do. I'm really excited. All right. First, let's talk about what the film is. And then I want to talk about how we got there. So let's talk sure. about this. Yeah, so Schoolhouse Rocked is a film that we really wanted to just break down some of the myths and misconceptions about homeschooling because our family believed them all and we said we would never homeschool. And now here we are many, many years later, we have a daughter who's 16 and we've homeschooled her all the way through and then an 11 year old. But we said we would never do it because we believed all the myths about it, the the socialization myth. We believed that Yvette, because she wasn't a a trained teacher, that she wasn't prepared or able to teach our girls. And thankfully, God changed our hearts. We attended a homeschool uh, conference years ago, and literally over the course of the weekend, God just changed our hearts and opened up our eyes and and let us understand, hey, this is something we can do, and uh, it may not look perfect, but the outcome will be worth it, right? So we set out as a family five years ago, uh, we sold our house, sold everything in it and loaded it into an RV and traveled the country to film this documentary on homeschooling and get a really broad perspective of that across the country. And we filmed in, I think we filmed in like 20 states, but uh, our, as a family, we saw most of the country together and um came out with this great movie, which we're really excited is now available for everybody. So it's part of your journey. It's also part infused with other people's experiences of things that you may not know about homeschooling. I like the idea of taking on some of these myths, but there are also on the other side of the myths are some crazy truths that people just aren't uh, privy to. Things about academics that blow your mind. 
An example might be when you're in a schoolhouse classroom and you're learning you you have someone like me and uh, you know the going joke with me is there are three kinds of people those who math and those who don't wrap your head around that so <laughs> let's say i'm in class and i don't really get it but you know i i manage to get enough that i i get a d we're moving on in homeschool right. Honey, you're sitting there till you get this. <laughs> All right, yeah. we'll come back to it tomorrow. So you, it is not hard to understand that there is a sense of mastery. Right. Yeah, I'll tell you, both my wife and I fall into group three in that math category as well. We're the people who don't. <laughs> um, and here's the beauty of homeschooling is that we don't even have to teach them math. Because with homeschooling, it doesn't mean that you become the ultimate teacher in every subject, it means that you are in control. You're in the driver's seat. So what we've done with our girls is we've found really, really great math programs that kind of teach the kids themselves. And then for our older daughter, we actually have been able to get a private tutor and have her learn math in a way that has been much more effective than it was for me or my wife. We teach for mastery. And that's what you're talking about, you know, in a classroom, Really, the teacher has to aim for the middle of the class. She has to develop her curriculum ah. to meet some fantastic student right in the middle. But if you're more advanced than that student, guess what? You're waiting and you're bored and you're tired and you're frustrated. If you're behind that, that uh, you know imaginary middle student, you just get left in the dust and the teacher and the class can't really stop and wait because there's 20 or 30 kids who are trying to move through this thing together. Whereas with homeschooling, we teach for mastery. If our daughter is struggling with a subject, we continue to work on that subject and we find new ways to teach that subject until she finally really, really gets it. That's something that you actually can do. It, the crazy thing, though, is you think, OK, hiring tutors, uh, you know, the homeschooling is a luxury for the rich. But that's uh, one of those myths as well, isn't it? It really is. I'll tell you just from personal experience, we weren't rich when we started. We're still not rich now. Uh, we're very much a normal family. I will say that it is much harder for some families, single, single parent homes. It's really hard to homeschool. Thankfully, there are really good, even free resources to homeschool. So as far as the, um, the cost barrier for the materials and the education, there really isn't any. There's actually a free curriculum called uh, Easy Peasy Homeschool Curriculum. And uh, if you just search Easy Peasy Homeschool Curriculum online, it's free and it's complete. You can go from kindergarten to high school and never spend a penny. Isn't that great? Yeah. That said, there are still barriers. If a, if a single parent has to work and is out of the home, Sometimes you have to fit homeschooling into a different time of the day. Maybe you do it on weekends and evenings, but that, that myth that it takes, you know, rich white people homeschool is crazy. We've seen actually, since COVID started, the number one demographic of growth in homeschooling has been black families, which is awesome because these are the families that traditionally have been disenfranchised by the school system. And now they're getting the benefit of a wonderful academic ad education and the bolstering of their families at the same time as they build relationships. And think about this as you're watching or listening, uh, as far as spending money, 
you don't have to worry about your kids having the hottest, coolest, new backpacks, tennis shoes, because for the most part, your school uniform are your freaking pajama pants. You know? <laughs> so <Yep. laughs> it can't really work well that way. Uh, we're going to get into more of your story, which as you're watching or listening is pretty cool. It, it's quite an adventure. We're also going to talk about more of the resources that are out there that uh, you'll see in the film, Schoolhouse Rocked, and you will... Um, you you'll get to get a inside look as to what homeschool really is because uh if you were forced into it you might want to look what at what it looks like for other people that's one thing i love about this film and also your journey but let's ask that question why why do people homeschool it used to be a fringy kind of hippie thing you know decades ago then it became a little bit more well it's those weird religious people or people who were out of the mainstream and now homeschooling is mainstream so why mm -hmm. Well, I think the biggest driver of growth is pretty clear over the last two years. And that's been that there has been concern over kids not getting educated in the classroom. And then as they come home, parents will sit, the, sit with them and see what they're actually being taught on Zoom. And parents are appalled. It's so clear that what the, the schools are teaching isn't good for their students. It isn't good for their families. It's not good for their parental re uh, relationship with their kids. And so they're bringing their kids home in droves. COVID changed everything. Oh, it sure did. Well, and not just COVID, but I had mentioned critical race theory. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a, a sexual agenda. It's like, can, oh, yeah. fine. You really want to get to sexual agendas with my kid. Could you just make sure they can read, write, and do simple math? first at least right so if well now parents... and now we know math is racist right oh my gosh right and so here we are and as a parent you go to a school board meeting you go to a pta meeting and you say i have a serious problem with this can you believe this is happening and suddenly right. you're a domestic terrorist so is right. it a big surprise that people are just saying just forget it i'm out and you're homeschooling. Yeah. Now, your journey, um, you, you, what, what was it that made you just finally take the plunge? Well, um, I think originally with homeschooling, the thing that pushed us over the edge was that Yvette and I, my wife and I never felt like we really got it in school. And so the idea that we could teach our girls according to their strengths and teach them our values as a family was what pushed us over the edge. So we had homeschooled for a couple years as a family, and we saw so many blessings. In, in our family, we loved the freedom that it gave, but we also loved that we were able to build really great relationships with our girls, and we saw them blossoming in ways academically that we never did. So we wanted to share this with the world. And one of the things we understood as we would talk to families is that still so many of these common misconceptions plagued their minds. And so I had been a filmmaker for years and uh, I believed that God had gifted me in that way to serve him for his kingdom. And so uh, as a family, over time, we decided that we were going to use this gift that I had to um, go out and tell parents, this is a good thing. You can actually do it. And on the end, when your kids come out, they're going to look really good. Um, that was one of the greatest blessings of this, though, was not just getting to people who uh, talk to people who were 
experts in education, right? But it was talking to parents who had graduated all their kids and seeing that these moms, even though they felt totally inadequate, when their kids were coming out, they were super well-prepared. And we find that really across the board. It doesn't matter in, in homeschooling what demographic you sit in, what your income is, whether or not your uh, the parent is college educated, across the board, homeschooling students are are achieving better than their public school counterparts. Okay, hit the brakes right there. Sure. Listen to what Garrick is saying that homeschooling is the great equalizer. So mm-hmm. where you have people groups that are. Uh, championed because of victimization or because of socioeconomic background, because of privilege or less privilege, you are telling me uncategorically that homeschooling is an extraordinary equalizer where you have that equity of outcome. Yeah. And now we have 35 years of really good data Uh, homeschooling has been legal in all 50 states since 1993. And since that time, and actually before then, the groups that have worked to make it and keep it legal have tracked results. So out on your coast in Oregon, there's a guy who all he does essentially is homeschool research and homeschool statistics. And what these people find over over time is that homeschool students, no matter what demographic they come from, perform about uh, 25 to 35% better on standardized tests. Their college acceptance uh, rates are higher. Their college admissions test scores are higher. And they actually, when they get into college, perform better than their peers because they're better prepared. Um, In our movie, we had the privilege of speaking with several college recruiters. I think there are probably six in the movie, but through our five years of filming this movie, we spoke with uh, probably 10 at least, college recruiters and college administrators and uh, dual enrollment counselors and people like this. And every single one of them said they can tell a difference when homeschool kids are in their classes. They can see how they perform because they're not just better prepared academically, but they're even better prepared socially. And they understand better how to ask questions, interact with their teacher, find out what their teacher's wanting and then give them that thing. Now, that is that is very I, interesting. You mentioned the socializations. There's uh, mm-hmm. two levels that I see to that that need to be tackled. Uh, questions sure. answered for you as you're watching or listening. Being able to interact with an adult, actually make eye contact, believe it or not, is a thing. And it's a difficult thing for people under the age of 25. Uh, It's not something you do. When you're put in a setting where everyone has is at the same developmental state, age state, doing the exact same thing in the cookie cutter kind of fashion, uh, you tend to spend more time just with your your peers. You mm-hmm. don't know, you don't have that gift developed as readily in how to interact with adults. So that's not surprising that homeschool kids in a college setting are able to better interact with an adult because that's part of their training every day. The surprising thing, though, and there are statistics to back this up, is that they are better at socialization with their peers. Mm -hmm. How is that? Yeah. 
Well, what you find in a school setting is that the primary influence on children isn't their teachers. It's actually their peers. And um, there's a biblical principle that bad company corrupts good morals. And also, when you're only being influenced by your age group and your peers, you're getting a very narrow perspective on life. In homeschool, not only are children influenced by their parents because we're spending one-on-one time with them, but they also tend to be schooling in uh, situations with their own siblings, right? Who will be different ages than them. And we have the opportunity throughout the week to participate in co-ops and church groups and sports and all these things that um, when you're in a classroom, you just don't get. And so we find that homeschool kids have that opportunity to develop a very rich social um, framework. We, we not only find that they can interact very well with adults, but they're actually able to interact with younger peers as well, which is a great blessing as they grow up because these kids end up being great helpers in culture, right? Great parents, great teachers themselves. Um, so there are tons of social benefits. Oh, we, can we, we talk really... about your kids? Let's talk about us. Now, sure. you, what you mentioned there, that's helping parents learn better how to parent. Once once yeah. you pop out a kid, man, school begins. You become you right? have to become a better person because you're mentoring these these little mongrels and you want them to grow up to be awesome mongrels. Yeah. I what I what I hear you saying astounding and even in your story where you get and you're going to love this gets in a motorhome with his kids travels for a few years homeschooling your children you you get to show your children differing uh, backgrounds differing places where people live parts of history uh, yeah. we uh, i live in seattle there's a thing uh, there's a social thing called the seattle freeze people in seattle um aren't as deep down friendly as maybe they are where mm. you are in the Midwest. But when you travel to different places, your kids get to see what people are like in differing areas and have to learn to adapt. Wow, that's an education. You mentioned homeschool co-oping. That's another resource completely free. You interview Heidi St. John. She was part of a homeschool co-op association all, all across the, the country, which mm-hmm. I was actually a part of. Guys, there is nothing cooler. Your kids actually pretty much go to a school one day a week where parents volunteer in their area of expertise. Um, Garrick, I'm on the I'm on the radio. I'm an actress. I got to teach drama, communication, um, we had a college professor who was homeschooling her kids. So once a week, she came in and taught science. We had a Disney animator who homeschooled her children and taught art. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it was amazing. So let's talk about that homeschool uh, co-op uh, model, because it is something you volunteer for. It doesn't cost, it rarely costs. Sometimes uh, they'll hire someone and, and it, you may share the cost of a teacher. But wow, what a concept. Yeah, we we had the beautiful privilege of interviewing Heidi St. John in Washington at the Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center. And Heidi and her husband, Jay, after they spent years planning like 65 homeschool co-ops across the country and even internationally, 
they just poured their hearts into building up homeschool families. And they were able to open this homeschool resources uh, center in Washington, where parents are able to come in, get a cup of coffee in their great coffee shop. There's a super library where the kids aren't going to be indoctrinated in all the things that the library association pushes. And then parents are sharing in, in this joy and responsibility of teaching their kids. While we were there, our daughters got to dissect a shark. They got to do beekeeping. They got to do art with other kids. And the art class probably had 30 kids in it, right? But here's the great thing about this. In all of those aspects, the parents are still in the driver's seat, mm -hmm. right? They get to choose when they go, what time they go, what classes their kids do based on what their kids' desires are, what their gifts are, what their needs are. And so the parent is still always in the driver's seat. There are opportunities literally all across the country. The thing that saved us as a homeschool family early on was that right away we were able to get involved in a little uh, homeschool co-op and Yvette was able to have that time of decompression and sharing with friends and just say, Hey, this is really hard. Her friends could come behind her and say, you can do this. It's going to be okay. And the kids got to play together in our third year of homeschooling. We got involved in classical conversations. This is a group where one day a week, our kids would come together, study classically, and then we would go home for the rest of the week and teach them and expand on that. Mm. This was a lifesaver for us. And these types of, of opportunities are available just about anywhere in the country. If you're in the backwoods somewhere, you may have to find some squirrels and bears to get with. But if you've got neighbors, I promise you there are opportunities for There's this. opportunities. Uh, you mentioned, uh, or we mentioned that you talked with Heidi St. John. She's uh, running mm -hmm. for office in Washington State, home, a tremendous yeah. homeschool resource and a, a great heart. You have Ken Ham, Sam Sorbo. Uh, you have uh, Dr. Carol, Carol Swain in your movie. Uh, but you also talk about your journey. And, and that was, this is, that's kind of the... The, um, grand finale that I really want to get to um, and, and debunk more of these myths. All right. So that's where we're going as you're staying with us today. Let's well, the grand finale is your journey, which is absolutely cool. Uh, maybe there's parents out there who are like, yeah, I'd love to get it all. I'd be all about that. All the places you can go when you're not tethered to a traditional school system. But let's talk briefly about more of the myths that are out there. Well, I think the most important myth to break down is that moms can't do it. And um, it, I think without, without exception, every single mom we talked to felt like she wasn't enough or wasn't capable. Well, we're Every told mom we that. Look at the news. Gary, yeah. You hear them saying, you know, why don't you just leave this to the experts? Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. The parents who have taught their kids to, to tie their shoes and taught their kids to speak and taught their kids to use the bathroom when their kids turned turn five, the state says, well, that was good for then, but now you got to get out of the way and let the people who know how to do this, do it. And the great irony of that is the people who know how to do it are failing our kids, right? Yeah. So what and we found was we would talk to and just say sure. there are some 
freaking amazing people that mm -hmm. are in the classrooms. There's some yes. amazing people who are teaching kids, even in public settings. God bless them. But I am telling mm -hmm. you, if we look at, at what you're saying, Garrick, if you look at the results, America the most prosperous nation in the world, we really should have some better outcomes. In that, Garrick, every single parent, if you care about your kids, you're supplementing, you're homeschooling. <laughs> no matter right. where your kids are, are getting their main learning, we kind of all are homeschoolers in essence. Right. Yeah, we, we actually heard that many times that the reason parents took their kids home was because they found that after their kids were at school all day, they were still there teaching them for hours in their homes, trying to make up for what was not done during the day or help them with homes, uh, with homework. When you're already doing hours a night of homes, homework, why not just cut out the first seven hours of the day and get it all, all done in that really effective time. And homeschooling really is efficient. Parents are able to do in a few hours, what it takes schools all day to do because kids aren't passing between classes. Teachers aren't dealing with classroom management and discipline and all these other things. It just becomes a much more efficient I mean, way to do it. it. You get it done in two or three hours and then your kids are home to do chores. Come on parents. Win-win. Yeah. 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 My daughter right now is at, at work. She has a job at a bakery yeah. and uh, she's not doing school today. She's done for the day. She's going to work six hours today at something she really loves and is very good at Oh, that's because excellent. she doesn't have to be, to be sitting in a desk at a school. And that is glorious. Uh, my, my son, uh, even at a young age, uh, maybe 10 started working. He decided he loves animals. So he went around and, and said, Hey, if you are, if you are going on vacation, I'll take care of your animals. We developed business cards. He hung them on mm -hmm. the doors with little dog treats attached right. on all of the neighbor's homes. Right. And he had a booming business. By the time he was 15, he was a, now how did he say it? He was a silica based optical partition clarification specialist by the age of 15 window washer, by the uh -huh. way. I love it. Right. <laughs> so getting real life skills why this is something that that's actually a thing so these yeah. are other myths any other myth that comes to mind that we can we can cover i know you're going to see a lot of this when you see the film but now that we've drawn you in and you're going what might as well you know give them a full meal deal here i'll, I'll give you the the big one too um there is a very well ingrained belief in parents minds that if you have a child with special needs, you can't homeschool. That's and neat. so we covered this in the movie. Yeah. You would not believe the resources available to homeschooling kids with special needs. We, we have a good friend who runs a company called sped homeschooling and all they do is specialize in special education homeschooling. We interview a, a lady named Kathy cool from LearnDifferently.com. All she does is empower parents to teach their kids with special needs. Um, you will find if your kid has dyslexia, dyscalculia, um, any nervous disorders or, or even physical disabilities, there are ways to accommodate your child Spectrum at home. Spectrum children. 
There, yes. There are oh, resources. so much. And I'm going to tell yeah, these... you just from personal experience that um, high-level spectrum disorder children still work better at home. Parents, no one knows your kids better than you. Nobody does. Yeah. And you may have experienced that pain of going to the experts and they're telling you uh, things that are wrong with your kids and, and what your kid is doing. And you're like, that's not my child. Oh, well, okay, I guess, you know, you're the expert. You're the expert. That's where yes. you should be empowered today as you're watching or listening. Uh, that's a, that's a really good point, Garrick. And I wanted to get to your story. Um, sure. So, yeah, let's just sell our house, live in an RV with a couple of kids, and look, you're sane on the other side. So I think that's the big thing that, that if I were watching this right now, I'd be going, if I were in an RV with all of my kids for three years, I would have pulled my hair out a long time ago. But yeah. something magical happened to you guys. It really did. In fact, to make it harder, we weren't even in a very big RV. We were in a 29 foot travel trailer with a little slide out. Um, and we have two girls. They shared a bunkhouse in the back and had a door that closed in front of their little room. Uh, but our family was put into a very tight space for a pretty long time. And it ended up being a real blessing. We got to see our girls relationship develop in ways that it never could have had we not done that. And God used that RV and that time there to enable us to get the movie done, which we, we are just really, really thankful for. But one of the most fun things was we didn't travel everywhere in the RV. We actually would, um, we found it was more expensive sometimes to travel by RV than to just drive. And we were able to stay with families all across the country. Families would host us. And these weren't families we knew everywhere. We would go on local homeschool groups and say, hey, we're coming to town. Does anybody have a bedroom we could sleep in? And families would put us up. And what a blessing it was to build relationships wow. across the country, to get to see these families homeschool their own kids um, and just see how they live day to day. It really caused all of us, my, my wife and I and my daughters, to grow in ways we could have never imagined. Uh, that is, okay, amazing story. But I'm kind of interested in asking you, tell me something crazy that happened on the road, something absolutely oh, unforgettable. I have, I have two great stories for you. So the first one is while we were, while we were parked, we stayed at a campground in Georgia, right? Cause we had a travel trailer. So we were in a campground. Um, we dealt with several snakes in the campground. Oh. They were pretty common. Oh and uh, one night we had gotten home very late. My, my daughter stepped out of the, uh, the truck in flip-flops and a copperhead literally ran right by her foot within inches. Uh, that was a oh great story, gosh. but I'll tell you the very best one. We went on a longer trip. I think we were gone for 10 days. And in Georgia at the time we were leaving, it was storm season and they get terrible lightning storms there. So before we left, I thought, well, I'm going to unplug the, the trailer from power so everything doesn't burn up while we're gone, right? So I unplugged power. That should have been fine. But at the same time, I turned off our propane thinking, well, I don't want to run our propane out. <laughs> we went off on this 10-day trip. We came back. And as we opened the door, 
um, there was a smell in the trailer. We thought, oh, that's weird. That's not good at all. Well, Brooklyn had a gallon of milk because we wanted to be able to feed our kids in the morning some cereal. She went to put it in the fridge and opened the door. And it was like the stench of a million dead bodies. We had turned off all the power on the trailer for 10 days and everything in the refrigerator rotted to a point where it was liquid. The milk that was in the fridge had hair completely covering the outside of the plastic milk jug. So we, we got home. It was like 1030 at night. And Yvette and I had to put on masks and, and plastic gloves and grab bags. And as quickly as we could get everything out of the fridge. And uh, we ran to Walmart and got uh, um, baking soda and filled the fridge with baking soda and had to call my parents and say, Hey, we can't sleep in our trailer tonight. Can we come over and crash with you guys? They said, yeah, no problem. So we closed up the trailer with the baking soda in it, went over to their house. It, as we were cleaning it out, I thought I'm going to have to just rip the fridge out of the trailer because there's no way we're ever getting this clean. Well, I soon found out that refrigerators in RVs are very expensive. It would have probably been 1200 bucks to replace the thing and, and uh, just a total nightmare. So we're like, well, we've got to clean it out. Michelle, it stunk for six months. We would clean it with bleach. We would scrub it down with everything you could imagine. We kept boxes of baking soda in the fridge. It took six months to get rid of the smell from my dumb mistake. But so. here, here's the lesson, right? right. Science experiments, people. I mean, you, you, <laughs> yes. I heard zoology. Let's talk about. Oh, so, yes. Let's talk about snakes. Let's learn about snakes. You had a firsthand. This is what homeschool looks like, folks. You have a firsthand experience with a copperhead. Oh my gosh, what is all of the things that you can study about snakes, about venom, about uh, good uses for venom, about uh, homeopathy, which actually can use uh, diluted venom in, in its treatments. I mean, the, there are things that you can really glean from. And oh boy, the yeah. living expi- <laughs> science experiment <laughs> in your refrigerator. Boom, that's what homeschool looks like. You're learning about real life. So what happens? Think about this. This is why I'm so excited about Schoolhouse Rock. What happens when those kids who lived through those amazing experiences are thrust into the world when they have a an appliance that goes wonky when they have an extraordinary or even a difficult experience, they have something to pull off of because they had to see how you walk through that, the good and the Mm -hmm. bad, the ways you nailed it and the ways you failed it, Garrick, they got to see that that's real life experience. It's no longer just academic, it's experience. And I'm wondering in our final minutes together, and, and I went a little longer than I said. So can you bear with me for a few more minutes? Absolutely. I'm All happy right. to. This is so nice. He's like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. But look, he's just released a film. Everybody wants to interview him. So he's totally, totally being generous with me. So keep that in mind. I want to show uh, those folks who are watching your trailer. You're not inadequate. You are perfectly capable I mean, what is it about a parent that when their child turns five, all of a sudden the parent's no longer a viable option? Like, oh, you're done. Now it's the school's turn. 
I think the quality of education has steadily deteriorated in America. There is an agenda to steal our children. You feel inadequate because you've been taught by our school system that you're inadequate. We had no frame of reference for homeschooling other than it just seemed like torture. Like why would a sane woman choose to be locked up with her kids for 18 years in a row when a school bus would come and take them away and give you like a nine hour break every day? No one knows your child better than you do. And no one loves your child more than you do. And homeschooling changes the game on everything. Homeschooling allows us to say to the child, what sort of life do you want? What sort of God-given dreams, talents, and abilities is he speaking into you? When we think about classroom education and we ask what makes for good education, almost every professional educator will say low student-teacher ratio, teachers who care, good methods, good curriculum. Well, in homeschooling, you get the best of all of those things. What we discovered is that it's very efficient to homeschool. You have the person who knows the student the best. You have the ability to customize the curriculum around the student. You have a great student-teacher ratio. And I realized I am accomplishing with Sierra in 25 minutes to an hour every day what is taking the school system eight hours a day, five days a week to accomplish with my older daughter. I loved watching the, the light bulb come on and watching her want to sit down and read with me. And I loved spending time with her. There's just so many benefits, including being able to have a relationship with your own children. Continue doing what you're doing. Don't give up, because I do believe that homeschool moms are America's greatest heroes. Garrick, I would like you to address the people out there who are new at homeschooling, kind of thrust in this, um, people who are considering it, what message do you want them not only to take from your film, but to take home from our time hanging out today? Yeah, well, the, the main message I would, I would have you understand is that God gave you your children. He didn't give them to the state. He didn't give them to teachers. He didn't give them to schools. They're yours. They're, they're yours, and it's a blessing. And when God gave you those children, he gave you everything you needed to raise them up. You can do this. It's going to be hard. It's going to be messy, but it's totally going to be worth it. Yeah. That's the message of the film, but that's also our message as a family is that parents, this is really worth it and you can totally do it. I am so with you on that. Think about when your child was an infant, how precious that was, right? And mm. you blinked your eye and they're a toddler. You blinked again and they're school age and you blink again and you know, you're walking them down the aisle. I mean, that time goes by so fast. And that was part of my impetus to homeschool because I wanted, I didn't want someone else getting those precious moments, those aha moments, those, oh, that makes sense moments. And oh, Garrick, we had those. When you find those ways that you mentioned to make your kids understand, my kid, uh, one of my kids, maths like me, could not get, could not get fractions until I made chocolate chip cookies. And I said, okay, I'll give you half. How many is that? Boom. All of a sudden. <laughs> It makes it's sense. A math whiz. <laughs> it's amazing. So you know what? Yeah. You can do this. You are right. 
How do we watch this film? Watch.schoolhouserocked.com. Schoolhouse Rocked has an ED at the end of it. And really, you can just go to schoolhouserocked.com. You'll find the film. We've also produced, uh, I think we just posted our 350th episode of the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast that will bring literally just such great encouragement to families who are working through this stuff. And then we also have a new free resource for families called the Homeschool Survival Kit. You'll find that all at schoolhouserocked.com. I almost want to do it all over again because there's even more resources out there now. Garrick, thank you. And I'm going to ask if you'll come back, give us updates on uh, homeschooling. I I think because it's becoming even more of a phenomenon, we want to reach more people uh, and and give them that encouragement that they need. Thank you for doing this film. Very well done. It's entertaining. It's engaging. It's informative. And so has this interview been. I'm delighted to have you with me today. Thank you so much, Michelle. I'm happy to come back anytime. And thank you for watching. Uh, Of course, again, if you're listening, you can go to mymichellelive.com. A lot of the resources that Garrick mentioned, all of those links will be there in one handy place so uh, you didn't have to write it down, pull over, whatever you have to do. I got your back there. Remember to like it, share it, get the word out because there is a deeper story. There is a God story and God's got your back in this. Thank you, Garrick. And thank you. More news and views at mymichellelive.com.